or just like your regular family who the, the mail away family yeah. the mail away family uh, do you hear that fucking um the people that i purchased you from Fucking Twin Peaks is coming back. Yeah, you did say something about that. Did I? Uh-huh. Yeah, David Lynch is no longer attached to it. Eh. And because he's not attached to the series, none of the original actors want to return to the series. I can't imagine that they would anyway. Like, at this point in history, maybe, I don't know. Because it's not going to be a reboot of the series. It's going to be continuation. Really? Yeah, it's a continuation. I don't because, know how it ended, no. Well, no one knows how it ended. Fire Walk With Me came out, was a, and it was a movie, and it was supposed to wrap things up. It did not wrap up anything. I see. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Off Time Jive. My name is Tyler Pino. Hello and welcome to Off Time Jive. My name is Michael Holler. Which one of these two intros was better? Let us know in the comments. Oh, no one's going to care. No, no, they won't. Um, so, how, how was your week, man? Uh, well... Daredevil was released this past week. It was released 3 a.m. Friday morning. Was it? It was. 3.01 a.m. Friday morning. I was wondering how you watched it all so fast, because you were like, yeah, I was done by 3. Yeah, well, yeah, it was like 3... So you had like two hours worth of potty breaks. No. Yeah, because there's 10 episodes. No, there's 13 episodes. Oh, you had no potty breaks. I had no potty breaks. Is that why I, it smells like urine in here? It uh, Well, I mean, that's why I'm sitting on the bed. Um, but I, I watched, I binge watched the entire series of Daredevil um, without stopping, without getting food, and without using the bathroom for 13 and, yeah, exactly. And it's it's not one of those series where each episode is forty five minutes. I don't know if you're aware of this, but each episode is about fifty eight minutes long. Yeah, I, yeah. So. so it's basically like Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which yeah, it's the the kind of HBO. We don't need commercials. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no. I mean, speaking of Game of Thrones, it's, it it draws a lot of parallels. To the way that that show is run. That's what you've been saying. Yeah, so I think we're going to see a resurgence of Game of Thrones-esque television in Daredevil. Which is not a bad thing. And uh, well, at least they're doing it right. Because we know of um, at least one other show that wants desperately to be Game of Thrones. That's and, that's not a show. And they're failing. It's not a show. It's a, we're not talking about it now. We're not talking about that now. We're, we're talking about Daredevil. It's called Kids Say the Darndest Things. <laughs> exactly. Starring Bill... No, wait. Is he still... He's rapist. Oh, right. He's still alive, I think. Is he? Yeah. He just likes to rape a lot, apparently. Apparently, Jesus like, Christ. just all over the place. Speaking of taking turns for the dark... <laughs> Daredevil! <laughs> well, tell me what you mean when you say it's like Game of Thrones. Um, well... It's filmed in a very Game of Thrones-esque way where it takes on multiple perspectives of characters. You see the perspective of the villain Entendre? Entendre? Entendre, yeah. The villains um, headed up by the Kingpin. And you don't actually see the Kingpin uh, 
for the first couple episodes. Well, then spoilers for everybody. Eventually you do. Well, I mean, that's... Well, you knew he was going to appear in the show. They announced the actor. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, maybe the other people don't follow that kind of shit, Michael. If they don't follow that kind of... If they don't follow nerd. that shit, why are they listening to a nerd podcast in which they, we follow that shit? Oh, man, why are they listening to this anyway? Uh, you know, I asked that Spoilers, tomorrow. they're not. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, we could talk about... I'm eating Chinese food, ladies and gentlemen. If you could hear that on microphone, I'm sorry, because I hate it when people eat on microphone, because you just get a bunch of really gross squishing noises. <laughs> that's basically what it sounds like when you talk anyways. Well, that's very hurtful. Well, you know, also true. I do true. nothing but love you, Michael Holler. No, that's not true. That's also not true. <laughs> Um, it's, 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 it's a tough kind of love. It's, it's, it's a mostly, I don't really like you that much kind of love, but you make really good pancakes in the morning. I don't know how to make pancakes. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I don't know if my parents are listening to this. I hope not, but probably not, probably not. but there's a lot of food that I've, I've tasted in my life. That, uh, until recent years, I realized not supposed to taste like that. Uh, like? I had turkey. It was, it was, my friend invited me over for Thanksgiving dinner with his family. And I had turkey. What did you think turkey was supposed to taste like? Well, I mean, it, it tastes like, you know, like it's moist and it's squishy, you know, and it's, it's really good. It has a lot of flavor, right? Sometimes. Well, yeah. Um, I was under the impression that turkey is the crumbly meat <laughs> like like complete whole food style like you cut it, it and is. it crumbles like into dust so I always yeah so I always just thought of turkey as the dusty meat yeah man which, no it's not supposed to be like that yeah which apparently isn't true um which you know it, excluding the way that my family has fed me I guess up until this point uh which I'm alive so I guess they're not doing it entirely wrong I mean I wouldn't call it living <laughs> but uh, also, there there was a diner I went to recently, and they had turkey, and I ate the turkey, and it literally tasted like the moisture was being pulled from my mouth by force. So really, good. That's one of those menu items that I'll see every once in a while at a place like a diner. Like it'll be like turkey and mashed potatoes. I'm like, why would I order that? It's kind of boring. <laughs> well, you know. Billy Bob Thornton actually got into, uh, I think, trouble once where he mentioned on a late night talk show host, he was saying Canadians are like mashed potatoes without gravy. They're just kind of plain and unboring or boring, (laughs) which I mean, if you ever think about mashed potatoes with any kind of without any kind of topping, (laughs) it's not a good vision. Well, it's like, can you even really have mashed potatoes without any sort of topping? Because like part of the thing that makes a mashy is when you put butter in it. Yeah. And I would consider that a side. If it's an appropriate amount of butter, maybe just a little bit of salt, too, then that's a fine potato. <laughs> but, I mean, if you think about potatoes in general, they're really disgusting if you think about it. Like, it's mm-hmm. a it's a sport. You know, they're poisonous if you eat them, like, uh, raw. Really? Yeah. They can be toxic, like the little green parts that pop up. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, you're not, and you shouldn't. Oh. That's a deadly nightshade. You're probably going to die. Soon. Oh. When's the last time you had a potato? I don't know. Oh, like 20 minutes ago, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. I just had potatoes. Yeah. I, I'm Asian, so I usually don't eat potatoes. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, 
come to think of it, it's a fairly true stereotype. You know, it's, I was, I, I, it's I, not really a stereotype because it's when you're talking about like people's staple diets. I guess it would be a stereotype for you because you're an Asian American. But if you were just like, yeah, those Japanese, they don't eat a whole lot of potatoes. It's that's not a st- that's true. Geographically speaking, just, you know, it's a, a regional uh, preference. Yeah. However, you do have a lot of like isms. A lot of little intricacies where it's like, this is totally because you come from a Japanese family, and that's weird because I don't think of you as Japanese. I don't really even think of you as a person. It's like, he's that little little uh, chipmunk that hangs out on the radio show. But he's like, you gotta take your shoes off. That's Patrice also does that too. Like, you're not allowed to t- have your shoes on at all in, in, uh, in the house. Well, why would you? I don't know. Like I, I have, I have a nice little. Granted, I have a. Well, you have a carpet. That granted, way. I, I have. I totally a, get that. I'm just, yeah. I just mean like. It 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 seems strange to me that it is such a point of contention. Like, you, he will freak out. I uh, yeah. There there. He killed a man once. I did. I, well, you can't prove it. So. Uh, I can. No, you can't. You don't know where he's buried. Doesn't matter. A little bit. Yeah. Um. God, what were we talking about? Yeah, but I was looking for. Some kind of breakfast food with egg and rice, and fuck, you can't find that. No, yeah, that was the thing that brought it up tonight. It was he wanted eggs and bacon, and I'm ordering um, on Seamless from this diner. And he's like, Can you also get rice? I'm like, No. <laughs> That's not how that works. Well, I mean, I've already sacrificed spam, which, if you're unfamiliar, spam is like, you know, they take hot dog meat from low-grade meat well, byproducts. I'm familiar with spam, sir. But you, go ahead. Yeah, you take hot dog meat from, like, low-grade meat byproducts. Well, there's about 50 feet of stuff that you don't want to eat, and then there's a meat byproduct that you take spam from. And, and it's so fucking delicious. It's really, really good, and I love it with all of the black hole pit thing that I may refer to as a heart, biologically speaking. Um, and it's delicious. It's it's wonderful. It's fantastic. And fucking, you can't get it in New York. And because it apparently constitutes a heart if it only pumps high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, exactly. Because um, apparently, it's, it's something that grosses people out. I don't know why. It's mainly eyeballs and toenails. Spam. Yeah, probably. Um, I can see why it grosses people out. It's I can. This is a whole mystery meat concept well did you hear there was a cruise liner that got uh it got marooned well there was maroon like on an island or an ocean i can't remember it's a couple years back but in order to feed the passengers they uh would airdrop cases of unicorn meat now i don't know have you ever heard of unicorn meat no i've heard of unicorns okay well i never thought of them as a thing that you could eat <laughs> unicorn meat well apparently in Harry Potter, they do it, right? They do in Harry Potter, isn't that what he does? They don't eat unicorns in Harry Potter. He drinks their blood or something, right? Voldemort drinks their blood because he wants to be immortal. Oh. And you don't kill unicorns. That's fucked up. That's highly fucked up for you to even suggest. It is a major taboo in Wizarding World, sir. Oh. Well, um, there's this thing called unicorn meat, and it's the grade... It's the grade B version of Spam. <laughs> Picture that. It's a grade B version of Spam. Uh, and it's multicolored, so they add food coloring in order to make this meat silvery and blue and pink and purple. Oh, really? Yes. And so they were airdropping case of this onto this uh, marooned cruise liner, and so that the passengers could eat something. And a lot of the passengers refused to eat it. They're like, I, I can't 
that's not gonna touch my lips. It's not going in my mouth. But why did they? Why couldn't they airdrop them something better? I don't know. I really don't. That's always the, the, the first question I would always ask is, well, why didn't they give them like some better food? And the second question I asked oh, wait, is, where did this plane go down? Like, what? Well, it was a cruise liner. It was oh. just, it just stopped running. And my second question is, why didn't you just start airlifting people well, out that's of what there? I'm saying. It's like if you could airdrop someone, you could. You know, you know where they are. They're not lost. We're gonna airdrop a Denny's onto your ship. <laughs> it's gonna be worse than the unicorn meat. I'm just saying. It's like seriously. Uh, have you ever had Denny's? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, did you know that they have Denny's in Japan? Do they? Are all the portions like quarter size? Because I know people that go to Jan- really? Japan and they say the, the the portions are teeny. I would know because I didn't eat an American food while I was there. Because why would you do that? we only have like a week or two in Japan. It's like, you really want to go eat McDonald's other than for like the G-Wiz, oh, well, there's a I McDonald's mean, here thing. I mean, for... If you're my dad, you very much do want that because he would not touch any Japanese food. He survived on ice cream and white rice for two weeks. <laughs> God, you to fuck with me, you can just combine it. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that they did. But, um, but no, this, this morning for breakfast, I had an entire McDonald's family pack. Uh, which, if you're unfamiliar, consists of two large drinks, two large fries, two Big Macs, and a 20-piece thing of chicken nuggets. Now, if I can eat that in order to fill myself up, how many small portion mo- meals in Japan am I going to have to eat in order to not die? I don't know. You know, that's the thing. Like, I don't remember the portions being all that small, but like I said, I don't know really what to compare it to because, like, when you go to someplace like Denny's and then you go to someplace like, I don't know, your run-of-the-mill Japanese restaurant even here... You can't really compare the portion sizes because they're completely different meals. It's like... Are you sure? Did you go to Japanese Denny's? No. Why not? And then you could have prepared it, or you could have compared it proportionally. I wish I did that because then we wouldn't even be having to waste people's time with this conversation. Listen, they're listening to our podcast. It's not like... They don't. Well, what I mean is, like, the thing about, like, if you were to go buy, um... Like, go down to TikTok and buy an omelet... Okay. I don't and know it, why you would do that. I'm but, just saying, okay. for the sake of argument, you know what an omelet looks like. You know what the basic serving size for an omelet is like. But then compare that to, like, I don't know, uh, fucking shrimp tempura. They're two completely different things. No, they're not. So if you're gonna not in my book. Them, if you're going to compare them by weight, maybe, but, like, who does that? What if, what if you put the shrimp tempura in the omelet? That's almost what they did with those sushi rolls at Roast Town. <laughs> Which looked really fucked up. There's this, place, there's this place. It's kind of the definition of the you should not eat the food here um, type of places in New York. If you've ever been to New York City, if you've ever been to Midtown, you know these little restaurants that spring up and you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. That's basically roast down to a tea. They're this place. They sell everything. Like every kind of food imaginable. And uh, Mikey Chen and I go there for sushi quite a bit. Not because it's particularly that fantastic but because after seven o'clock p.m it's buy one get one free yeah um but it's jeez it looks like i mean it's it's a half step up from like ordering sushi from the guy in the hot dog cart but it's two steps up from whole foods yeah well Hey, yo, Jian is working at Whole Foods now is in the he? sushi department. Oh my god, is he? Yeah, yeah. So he has to make I mean. fucking the abomination that is brown rice sushi on a daily basis? I guess. They do that at uh, Roastown, too. That's actually quite popular. P- now. Brown r- uh, Amongst people that are disgusting. Oh, I want to kill them. If, yeah, no, if you that. eat brown rice sushi, you are literally the reason why I stay up at night wanting to kill myself. That's sad. 
it really is. But have you ever had brown rice sushi? Have you ever had brown rice? I actually have. I had it from Roast Town because I didn't realize it was brown rice. I just picked it up. And it was what a mistake, it? No, right? No, it, it was a buy one, get one free type thing. And they were both the same. And they were both like the spicy tuna uh, roll. One of them just looked a little off. And I'm like, oh, it's because it's old. I'm buying from Roast Town <laughs> anyway. I'll deal with the parasites. But no, it turns out to be much worse. It, <laughs> it, was, it doesn't have the right consistency. It's not the same dish. That would be like... it's It's not... As subtle a distinction as switching from white bread to wheat bread, it would kind of be like... Like, if, listen, we're going to replace a pizza dough with rye. Right. It's like if they were like, we're going to replace the milk in your cereal with fucking... Yogurt. Yogurt. No, not even that. That's basically similar. If we're going to replace the milk in your cereal with fucking horse cum. Um, <laughs> How do you know that that's not similar? I, I, I guess I don't. I mean, is it? I would assume you would know. I, I really nah, don't. Ah, bullshit. <laughs> uh, Michael special orders all... <laughs> he doesn't have milk. He just special orders horse semen. Hey, listen, the Whole Foods heavens. website says that it's good for nutrients. How much do you think, like, a quart of horse cum would cost? I don't fuck... <laughs> I know that's not something I want to think about. <laughs> there are certain things that you don't want to think about. That is one of them. I mean, that's... And that's right under your own birth. What? I mean, you can buy fox piss on Amazon.com. Can you? I I saw it in a section of John Oliver. How do you know that? I saw it on a section of John Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) They were saying, they were talking about, like, how difficult it usually, it it was to get things before the age of the internet. Now you're like, I need four liters of fox piss? Sure. Let's go for it. No, you see, like... That, I, I, I wouldn't consider that something that you wouldn't want to think about. Like, how much does it cost? What does it taste like? Sure. Um, how do you get it? Why do you get it? Well, you, what I do you get it for? how you get it, but... <laughs> so, tell me about it, your former jobs, you know? <laughs> why you get it is up to you. Um, but the cost? That's just... That's just good economics, like... God, can you imagine showing up for work every day? Like, oh, what do you do? Well, I collect... Fluids. Oh, I manually <laughs> masturbate farm animals. Wasn't that a joke in Clerks? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, it's a joke in some movie. Um, but I, I, you think about, like, shittiest jobs in the world. Like, that's right under Nicolas Cage's agent or Michael Bay's production assistant. Oh, no. Like, eventually, I'm trying to think. Like, what would I, what would be a worse fate to me? Like, <laughs> How about being I, an actor in New York? No. Well, a successful one, sure. That'd be great. Uh, just a regular one? A successful one or a regular one? <laughs> or, you know, just an actor in New York. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, I've never uh, brought a horse to Climax with my hands before. Now with your mouth. That's another story. <laughs> I was getting there. I mean, you're from Florida. I mean, Florida has fucked up shit like that every day. Wasn't... I, oh, actually, wasn't it recently that someone was fucked to death yeah, by probably. a horse in Florida? <laughs> Japanese again <laughs> again again <laughs> oh god i don't people people uh, all right you know what? daredevil all right back to daredevil when you die and it's if it happens before me but if not i'll put it into my will that like assuming that's not your actual cause of death which <laughs> it might be i don't know but <laughs> i'm gonna have somebody come and redo your tombstone to say, here lies Michael Holler. Got fucked to death by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way, like, 
I'll, I'll be like, wait, like at least five to ten years for when people stop caring. Like nobody's gonna be like visiting your grave. Ten years, even if you're well liked, it's like ten years. You can wait long, like that's a long. You time. can wait like five days. I mean, you're not fucking Marilyn Monroe. Joe DiMaggio is not going to be coming with a fucking rose once a week. Uh, he's also dead, but <laughs> you, it, that's what your tombstone will read after a while. After I have it vandalized. <laughs> you know, is I mean, is that a crime? Like vandalism is a crime, but vandalism of a tombstone, like, is that? <laughs> I would assume that it's a crime. Because I, I mean, wouldn't, who, who? I wouldn't assume that it's not a crime. Who owns a tombstone? Because it's not the person whose name is on it. Because they they're dead. They don't give a fuck. I mean, intellectual property you could possibly sue them for, I'm sure. But it is this is the best question you've ever asked in like in the entire time that I've known you. That is the most. That's gonna bother me for the rest. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to fucking call somebody about this. I'd Google it, but I don't even know what I'd say. Who owns a tombstone? <laughs> Not the pizza. Well, it's like, yeah, because, I mean, the, the person who uses it doesn't own it. The family probably doesn't care after a while. Is it property of the graveyard? Is it property of the state? Because aren't graveyards usually state properties? Sometimes. Well, they're on churches and stuff, too. That wouldn't be a state property. Well, I mean, back home they have Punchbowl, which is, I think, probably the most... Popular? That's a bad way to put it. It's the most well-known graveyard in the state of Hawaii. Um, it's called Punch Bowl. Punch Bowl, yeah. So it's like Hawaiian punch. Uh, yeah. Except the punch is blood, and the bowl is a cemetery. So basically, like Hawaiian punch. Basically, um, but it, it's what you like if you're one of I guess the many people who watch Hawaii Five O, the new series. It's what they use as a graveyard there. It's a. It's actually a. It's an old. I want to say it's a volcanic crater. It looks like it. It's it's the it's a that's pretty awesome. It's a big crater that's not Diamond Head, um, but it's this crater that you drive up into, and the entire thing uh, is a military cemetery. So there's like a big granite monument in the back, um, and it's just rows and rows of rolling fields with just classic granite cemetery like stuff. I guess. I was gonna say military cemeteries are usually mad boring to look at because they're just very efficient. Yeah, no, this isn't, it's, 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 you know, like you ever, when my father tried to get that me to. my second to least favorite type of cemetery to have sex in. That's, that joke's staying in. <laughs> when my father, um, when talking about taking me driving or when he didn't take me driving, uh, he'd, he'd always do it out of the cemetery, which I mean, who the fuck are you going to hit? Like, you know, like you can't do any more damage, but. It's one of those things, like, you ever tried driving in a cemetery? I've never once seen a cemetery that was organized in a neat grid-like system like Manhattan. You ever tried driving? I have. It was a terrible, traumatizing experience. You know, the problem with driving is my parents... Well, that too. My parents would always ask me, Mike, why don't you want to drive? Why don't you want to drive? Why don't you want to drive? All throughout my high school career. Uh Well, A, I walked to school, so I didn't need to do that. And B, my parents would drive me everywhere. Don't call it that. Don't call it a career. What? I walked Your to school. high school career? I, my... Just don't say that. I'm sorry. Anyways, but they'd always ask me, like, Mike, why don't we want to drive? Like, why don't we want to drive? Like, driving's really efficient. It helps you get around from place to place. You can take the car under reasonable circumstances and, you know, go places with your friends. That is the best and most appropriate description of the act of driving I've ever heard. Yeah, it gets you from point A to point B. Like, they really had to break it down for you. Like, listen, Michael, Michael, this is why you do it. <laughs> It gets you from place to place faster than it would be by foot. But see, the issue was, the issue was, my my father had a, 
intense case of road rage, which he has since curbed. But <laughs> every time we'd get in the car, uh, he'd be driving, like, you fucking son of a- Why the fuck you- Look at this fucking idiot coming the fuck off on a- Mike, when do you start driving? <laughs> like, I'd always be like, uh... That's literally how it works, though. Like, road rage, that's- You get really, really, really mad for- You get really while. mad, and you're driving a but two-ton death machine. But it's- it's It almost- It immediately goes away. I guess unless you're, like, some kind of a psychopath that can't leave it. Like, cause you'll just get like, ah, fuck! And you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Oh, look, it's Lady Gaga. Change it. <laughs> make it louder. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, cemeteries. Cemeteries. We're getting really off track here. Daredevil. Have we been on track ever? I don't think we've ever... Are there tracks? No. Yeah, no. Um, Daredevil. Hey, Daredevil. What did you, you saw the entire series. Um, I did. In less than 24 hours, somehow. I did. I watched the entire series... In, I, you know, I want to say 14 hours because it started at 3, but I think I sent the text message to a friend saying I was done at, like, 3.30. So either I was just really delirious and sent that text early or I don't know. But, no, you I... You told I, me that we're done at 3.30. You yep. didn't text me. Well, I... apparently you don't get my texts anymore. Yeah, I don't. I sent the tweet out on Twitter. Wait, um, text me something. Are we I mean, I guess thing? we could do it right now live. Um, uh, yeah, I sent the tweet about it. I sent the tweet when I started it, and I sent the tweet when I ended it. Um... It was a pretty intense series. Now, you have since only seen the pilot, I believe. Uh, and I showed you a clip from the second episode. Um, what are your thoughts about it? Uh, the I, I liked it a lot. I really did. Um, from what I've seen, I saw the first episode and maybe a half of it before I ended up just being like, I gotta sleep. Um, but no, I, I, I liked it. I liked tonally the direction that they went with it. Um, it is so, I mean, I was telling G on this the other day, it's like, it is dark. Oh yeah. No. Like really dark. And then he's like, yeah, I saw the trailer. It looked like the lighting wasn't, I was like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> not Obviously, a... it's not. But, um. Well, I was, talking, I was talking to my friend. My friend was at work and I don't know, should I, oh, I'm not going to say his name. He was at work and he was like, yeah, I'm going to start watching Netflix now. I'm like, aren't you working? He's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and oh, is this an EHS employee? No, he's not. Uh, and he, Why can't you say his name? I don't know. Anyways, and he texted me back a little bit later, and he was like, I can't, I physically can't watch the show because I can't see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, about Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, sir, I adjust think, your contrast settings. Um, I think that is both a positive and a negative for the show because the showrunners were talking about the way they wanted the I show love to the look. I the look of it. I think it looks beautiful. Like, I do have some points with uh, some points of contention with a little bit of like the really, really trippy lighting, but I think that it. Comparing it to Gotham, which would be the other big superhero show <laughs> shot in New York City. We're going to compare Mercedes well, we to a talk 1942 about this a lot. Like, Honda Civic. The, I don't think there were Honda Civics. In 1942? <laughs> no. no. But what's the matter with cars from 1942 if it's still running? That's great. Anyway. And it wasn't a Ford. The problem with the way that it showed, like, Gotham looks so strange. And it's not just like the lighting choices. It's I, I don't even know. It doesn't look like New York. This looks like New York. Yeah. And particularly Hell's Kitchen, which I have a strong attachment to because I used to live here. Uh, and you currently live here. Yeah. Um, which is why I never come here anymore. Yeah. Um, I ruined it for you. Exactly. You did. Um, you know, my aunt frequently says that uh, because the area is so gentrified, which Daredevil would lead you to believe otherwise, uh, she, she now refers to it as Hell's Foyer. 
which I think is hilarious. That's kind of funny. Um, but no, the, the show it is very dark, and what they what it's actually more crime in Hell's Kitchen than in any other part of New York City. Granted, it's rarely violent crime, but um, it is. The well, have, was that in counting the financial district? Hey yo, hey yo. But no, the show is very dark. Um, and what the showrunners tried to communicate is they wanted it to feel very real, and it does. It is the most grounded television show I've ever seen. Because every episode, it doesn't look like you're looking at a television set. It doesn't look like you're filming something at 3 in the morning at nighttime in New York City. Um, because that's when you don't get random people walking across your set going, Oh, fuck you. I want to use this street, whether you want me to or not. They put um, up those giant fucking lights. Yeah. We saw uh, them doing it with Gotham. In the, yeah, that's why Gotham looks super, so generic. Um, super impressive, that light. Oh, I yeah. I didn't see the show. I was just like, holy fuck. That that's a big fucking light. Yeah, no, light. I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen that. They filmed by my school. But, um, but no, and what they wanted to say is we want it to feel like it's being lit by street lights and headlights and, you know, police sirens. And we wanted to give it this really nice, r- real feel. And it does. It feels really... It succeeds. It looks it does, yeah. more like New York. Maybe because, other than Gotham, it is the first television show set in New York that I've seen since living here. Yeah. So maybe my perspective has changed slightly. But this, more than any other show that I could think of, um, oh, you don't watch elementary. looks like New York City to me. Like, that's what New York looks like to me. Yeah. Like, even shows like Law & Order, where they're also filmed in New York. It looks like like, set New York. It looks, yeah, it looks like... Or even going so far as to say The Avengers, um, which looked fine. It's like, it still looked like a cinematic adaptation of New York to me. They didn't film that in New York. Well, whatever. That didn't happen here? Huh? There was no aliens? Oh, no, there were no... Where did they shoot 9-11? Um... What? <laughs> Was that a 9-11 joke? Yeah. Why can't I make 9-11 jokes? Because you're in New York. So? It was a so national tragedy. Like the place to make them. Anyways. Um, yeah, but it, I think it works for, both for and against the show. Because there, there are certain times when uh, I'll be watching it and it's lit beautifully. Like, it looks like a 1940s, 50s crime drama at points like Touch of Evil mm-hmm. uh, which if you haven't seen Touch of Evil go watch Touch it does, of Evil it does a lot of homages it does like that one shot that you were showing me it's like that's clearly old, old boy, boy yeah they switched instead of having it like a side scrolling type shot they had it's it it's a 360 shot yeah, I mean, yeah. and it, it's it's a beautiful beautiful show and the way that things are backlit because of the way that the lighting hits them is wonderful that being said at certain times there are points when I where a character is giving a really powerful and emotional speech, and I'm just thinking to myself, God, I wish I could see that performance. Because <laughs> it's 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 so backlit that they're just black. Well, they're not African-American, but they're so dark, it's just looking at black. Which is really weird when you do have African-American people, because you just can't see them at points. I don't know if... Unless they smile. Unless... Because that caught me off guard, because there are certain times, especially when... Uh, Murdoch was in a. I mean, I think they actually. I actually think they're only in court once in this series, but they're in a trial, and uh, they show that they pan to the jury, and it's very dark, and all you and at one point all you see is like a gray suit, and no person attached. To them. I'm like, wait, is that a? Fl- oh no, it's just really really dark in here. Okay, all right, I can see that. Um, and that in itself, I don't know if 
it just registers in your mind like there are certain things that you wish you could see and in real life you would be able to see that cameras can't like pick black up people yeah yeah <laughs> there, there was actually a while where um acer made a netbook where the webcam could not detect black people really <laughs> yeah you're not hear about that no what do you mean couldn't detect like it? it they would not show up like it's you know when you have a green screen and someone wears green yeah it's like that it literally would not pick them sounds up. Sounds like fucking witchcraft. I don't know how they did that. I don't know either, but... <laughs> that sounds like a really sophisticated program <laughs> that they went out of their way and probably spent millions and millions and millions to develop, and that is just kind of the epitome of fucking racism, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> uh, it's not just a matter of it, like, not picking... If it's making it look like a green screen where you could literally see through them as if they're not there, <laughs> they're just, like... It's just like a, 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 a t-shirt and gold-plated grill floating in the air. I just had to That's figure racist. out. I figured I had to find a way to make it offensive. Um, more offensive than it probably already was. Anyways, Daredevil, it's, it's fantastic. It's a beautiful, beautiful production. Um, and I really want to see more of it. It's a very real... It has a very real feeling to it. And in a, in a cinematic universe where they've had aliens and gods sure. and super soldiers, uh, it feels so grounded. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are a couple times where you may forget that it is a Marvel property, just how, like, sometimes in... I would say in the first season of Arrow, where you can sometimes forget that it's a DC property just because it's totally unlike anything they've done at this point. Mm-hmm. Except maybe that's not so true for DC because they basically just remade Batman Begins on screen. Um, but they do reference the invasion of New York by the Jatari, I think twice, if not two or three times. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's something the that they, yeah, it's not something they dwell on. It's something that they mention in conversation, like, oh yeah, the rent's gone down. Why? Because half the fucking city was blown up when aliens came down and destroyed all of Midtown. Holy fuck, I wish that that was true. And yeah, and they referred to it as the incident. I wish it, like, I had snuck in at that point where like the market was really, really down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and they were, and they were saying um, that the, it's, it's the incident. Murdoch's like, really? That's what we're calling it? We're calling it the incident? I mean, this isn't something you can kind of forget and breeze over, which is kind of ironic because they kind of forget and breeze over it. Well, it's like, what but, else would you call it? It's hard to explain. It's it's hard to explain, and it's hard to include in a show that's as gritty as this is. Granted, they would probably, I guess I was going to say, like, wh- how do you refer to 9-11? We refer to it by the fucking date, but they can't do that on the show. Because we never covered be, it. Well, it doesn't, even if they did, and just it would seem in bad taste, because then it would always be like, oh, we just eclipsed 9-11 with Super 9-11. <laughs> Um, that's way more sad. No, that was in Man of Steel. You're forgetting. Remember that time that they knocked down uh, two buildings? Well, we did. We, we fucked all of Manhattan. Our tragedy was so much sadder. Get over it. But. 9 11. Never forget until the Chitauri. <laughs> then fucking get over it, you. I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> Please stop. But. <laughs> Know, going we back, just got canceled, which is crazy <laughs> because we're not even picked up by any sort of network. Yeah, if you want to, this is all self-published. If you want, want to pick us up, us. I'll fire the co-host. Well, no, we, we really can't because I'm the one that's the co-host. Um, but it's funny that we mentioned rent because Matt Murdock's apartment. Um, oh, I love that too because it was, it is 
legitimately like a, a Hell's Kitchen kind of life in Midtown moment. Yeah, it's hilarious because he his apartment is one of the few things, one of the few sets in the movie that's always, or in the movie, in the show, that's always almost spectacularly well lit. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's like a 20 foot LED screen right about right outside his window. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's, which it, is what happens in New York. Yeah. Um, I mean, I literally had that experience. Like, I was like, oh, cool. We could see the Empire State Building from my room. That's awesome. It's going to be great. And then try to sleep when my my bed was right by the window and I can't move it because it's a dorm room. Like, where am I going to put it? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, even my window, too. Like, we can open it and we can see uh, 34th Street and 7th by the Macy's where there's tons and tons of just LED screens well, after that don't go off. After around 3, 3.30, when they shut down the billboards on MSG or they're resetting them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's green. A, it's it's green. just green. Yeah. It's literally, and it will pour into your room, like, in through your <laughs> you window. Now, you now if, shut your eyes and just yeah. see green. It's, it's, it's really, it's a sight to see. Um, green sight, if you will. Yeah, but like it's, Game of Thrones. it's just hilarious that they gave the blind man this, the, the apartment that has the LED screen out front of it. Well, it, it, was, it was a cute little way to work it into the show, just because it's like, yeah, I got a mad discount because this it's like that episode of Seinfeld's with, with uh, <laughs> yeah. Kenny Rogers Roasters um, across the street. But he's like, yeah, I mean, it's everybody would hate that, but I'm blind. I'm yeah, but it's, 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 it's hilarious. Uh, and speaking of Matthew Murdoch, the protagonist of the show, played by Charlie Cox. <laughs> Cox. Yeah, who does... A phenomenal job at the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are a couple times where you kind of it registers that he's not blind. I just at least it did for me. Like there are certain times where they'll have a scene and like you can see his gaze following the person, mm-hmm. and not in the way where like oh yeah you know he's listening to the voice and following, mm-hmm. but you you know you can kind of like oh he's really really hard he's clear yeah he's clearly like looking at him it's it's one of the it's ridiculous i never played blind like in an actual fully realized play but i've done scenes like in class and stuff where um the character was blind and it's it's a uh, god i it would that would be a pain in the ass you know what i was thinking w- w- would probably be helpful and he probably does. Like those uh, glasses that he wears, the black glasses, just have them actually be blackout glasses. Well, they're actually red. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're red lens glasses, yeah, which is what Matt Murdock wears. Yeah, they can make it look like it's red still. and I just feel like it would help him. But when, yeah, but when, and when you turn, you can it. see through it, so that'd be... Granted, it's a subtle kind of distinction it's, because he kind of can see. Yeah, which is... Because he can't just be like a blind, like a, like a real blind person. Yeah. He still has to be Daredevil where it's like, well, he's got... You know, kind of superpowers and they had one shot of that in one of the later episodes yeah where two characters are talking and it's like so are you really blind and he's like well I mean not technically Um, and it'll show you it shows you that perspective uh, where he was saying like everything is just red like everything looks like it's on fire Mm-hmm. Uh, and it shows a kind of sonar-esque, fiery thing. I'm trying to think how they did that in the Ben Affleck one. With the Ben like, Affleck they one, they did it with this... raindrops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like the Matrix. Yeah, it was. And they, they just have, like, vague outlines of things in this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything's red and fiery. So one character at one point, like, so can you see this? And he goes and, like, gives him the middle finger, like, right in front of his face. Like, how many fingers am I holding up? And he's like, one. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, he does a fantastic job. One of the things that I found was really subtle and really good about his performance is 
when he doesn't have his cane and he's walking about like his office room or his house, uh, he'll kind of put his arms slightly out in front of him to the sides to feel where like the door frames are and he'll kind of latch onto that for a second maybe like he does it's just it with... a him thing maybe he just likes to walk like a penguin that's well, maybe but he, where he latches onto like furniture and different objects in the room and that that was something that was really subtle that was fantastic mm-hmm. um it always it's just one of those things about daredevil though man like it bugs me i can't get past it i'm like okay so you need to use your hands to be like there's the thing but then oh look six ninja stars I just caught him with my dick it's like okay come on now well I think maybe that was even just for because there are certain times like when you have that realization where he can kind of see he does have to put his friends off at times to make him them think that he's blind more than he is sure um because that does happen and there, there's a point where someone it, it, it flashes back to young Matt Murdock and someone throws something at him and he reflexively like catches it perfectly like i can't even fucking catch something like that mm-hmm. and i have perfect eyesight well, I mean, which you, you would wouldn't expect squinting. yeah but but it's a, it was it's really it's really well done it's really fantastic and if you don't believe that a performance from a blind crime fighting lawyer can be as good as it as it is watch the first two minutes of the show because the, the it starts off with matt murdoch in a confessional booth and uh you know, he just has this monologue where he's talking about differences between right and wrong and good and evil and what he can do uh, as a human being and what he's allowed to do. Uh, it's it's really it's really subtle and it's really deep, and he, he portrays it fantastically, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really interesting concept because his character of Daredevil is someone who, yes, is out for justice and yes, he does have this moral high ground. Of, you know, never killing anyone, doing things like that. Uh, but there is a slightly sadistic aspect to it. Like, there are certain times uh, where he'll, he'll he'll say, spoilers, I guess, uh, in the second episode. I'll ask you a question. Yeah. This has been bothering me since I started recording this. Why well, do you have the Banana Republic logo downloaded on, oh, I, I on, had your, to... on your thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like looking at it this entire time. I'm like, what? What is that? I'm like, I. It looks super familiar. Then I just clicked on it. It was like Banana Republic download. I'm like, why? Well, it. it... <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep it in my mind. I'm gonna f- make my own scenario. I'm gonna form. Can my I get own back to it after? I can. Yeah, I can ahead, talk to it after Daredevil. Okay, go ahead. Do what you, do what you want to do. Okay. Well, this this gives a plug-in. So good. if people are curious, they'll have to wait to see. Banana Republic. Banana ladies Republic. And gentlemen. Um, but. Mid-level. But th- there are certain things in Clothier. in the second episode where spoiler alert stop opening it <laughs> uh, where um, in the second episode he tortures someone in order to find out where a kidnapped child is being held and it's it's really do. yeah it's it's really it's a really sadistic thing and at one point he. Uh, he holds a man. He holds a man over the ledge, and he's saying, "You know why I do this?" And he he's like, "It's because I enjoy it. It's because I enjoy this." And you know, the character who's with him in the scene is like, "I can't believe that." And he's like, "Yeah." And there are certain times where you see, and he's like, "Fucking wailing on people." Well, and like the um, I don't know a whole lot about Daredevil or where the character 
uh, has been lately or ever. Although I do know, well, no, I do know that you know they're going for the Frank Miller thing, and that just sounds like a that sounds like the epitome of a, a Frank, Frank Miller. Miller hero. Yeah, the kind of thing where Frank Frank Miller did this with Batman too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. He, well, you have to. He did s- it really well with Batman in the '80s, and then he tried to do it again in the early 2000s with. Uh, all-Star Batman and Robin, which was where we get the goddamn Batman thing, where it's just so, like, uh, it's it's a caricature of what Frank Miller used to be. Yeah. Um, where, in order... To, well, it's like Rorschach, too, where in order to do this, you have to be psychotic. Like, yeah. there is no oh, sure. reasonable human That's being. Why it works perfectly with somebody like that. And even, like, Daredevil... Well, Daredevil's got some powers, but he's still got to be a little bit crazy, because he's not, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, even... He's not Superman. Even later in the show, like, he he talks about why he first started doing it and he first started doing it because this is a spoiler I'm not going to go into it but he goes and he beats someone up and he beats someone up so terribly that he says they had to eat through a straw for the next eight months mm-hmm. and you 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 and you watch him like beat the ever-living shit out of someone and you're just there's thinking, gotta be a level of nuance to it though. yeah um, and what I think that this show accomplishes quite well is it never veers into Punisher Warzone territory. Oh, no. Where that was the other kind of Marvel foray into, like, we're going to do the really... Dark and at, gritty? Like, dark. And not even just, like, dark and gritty. That was, like, borderline slasher film. Yeah. Um, that was a little over the top. This is just about exactly where it should be. I'm kind of surprised... Maybe a little bit that they went that way with Daredevil, and that was the introduction into it. Yeah. Because um, I'm like, of all of the characters, it's like, Cause from what maybe I, Daredevil, I don't know, I don't read them. Because from what I understand, like, I've only read Daredevil when Daredevil would be inserted into another Marvel story, and I think the biggest exposure I had to him comics-wise was when he was in a Deadpool comic, which his morality uh, and just straight-faced justice mm-hmm. uh, was juxtaposed next to Deadpool's, therefore, lack of. Yeah. Uh, so seeing him in this where he has that kind of uncertainty is really refreshing. Um, again, I'm, I'm not familiar with Daredevil that well, so if we're completely off, please let us know. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, the only thing that I really have to go, I know a few, like, TV shows that have had him, I've read at least part of, like, the, the Frank Miller storyline, the, yeah. the big Daredevil reboot, and that's, you know, um... Really, what people look at it is the rebirth of the character. Yeah. Um, and it was certainly his resurgence in popularity. Yeah. Uh, maybe his first surge in popularity, really. Speaking of uh, Daredevil Frank Miller, I think the only thing I really know about the Frank Miller version is that it's his costume, of which they lend heavily from the series. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you've seen any time... his origin costume, yeah. Yeah, if, if you've seen anything, he has, like, the mask that covers his eyes and... He's basically wearing cargo pants and Under Armour. Yeah, it's a, it's like an allusion to Zatoichi, Blind Fury. Yeah, and um, the whole his entire storyline um, is more or less it, it's so heavily influenced by uh, Japanese storytelling. It's, yeah, it's it's very good. Well, there's even a, there's even a section with the uh, the yakuza. Yeah, and there's a point that happens in Japan very briefly, and uh, even you get to see the hand at one point. Uh, which like is really awesome. King. Well, I was going to say, like, the Foot Clan, but the Hand. Uh, um, which, sadly, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did not make an appearance in the first episode of Daredevil. Um, well, they'll be there. Yeah, hopefully. But... Oh, my God. What? Like, can you imagine? 
um, like that's the that's phase two of the, <laughs> the Marvel Netflix properties. They're just like it's Daredevil grounded in the same reality that it has been, but then bam, Ninja Turtles trying to be straight laced about it, but it's totally just it's even it's this is the Ninja Turtles from the nineties. It's the same costumes, and they come in, and Vanilla Ice is there. Well, I mean, the thing about that is back in the time when that was established, uh-huh. Ninja Turtles was a Marvel property. They've since been handed over to IDW, which is a different publishing company. So I don't think that they started happen. out at IDW, didn't they? Did they? I thought they started, they started off at Marvel. as an independent thing, and then Marvel took them like that. And Marvel sold that them back. Is kind of a retcon. Yeah, um, I believe like the whole Daredevil Ninja Turtle thing um, yeah. that came about for one of the actual comic book comic books. But Ninja Turtles was a property. Uh, well, I mean, since then the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have had a crossover with the Power Rangers, so that's canonically established. Oh man, I so, was on the subway this morning on the way to the rehearsal, and um, there was this group of people in the car next to me. Um, and they were talking about Power Rangers. Were they? Like, crazy. Like, I was like, somewhere Mikey Chan just came in his pants and he doesn't know why. Like, that was the depth in the level that they were speaking about. And I was like, oh god. And I was stuck on the train with them and there was a delay. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, you will never get to your destination. <laughs> we're at MTA. Where's your god now? <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's not on the subway. <laughs> somewhere god's in a taxi. But, um, but, uh, that's actually something they referenced. It was really funny in Daredevil where they're saying, like, is your superpower being able to take unbelievable amounts of t- uh, punishment? And he's like, yeah, well, I'm Catholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, Avengers and Power Rangers, Age of Ultron confirmed. Let's do it. But, um, but no, Daredevil, it's, it, Tyler brought up a really good point. In the action scenes, like, logistically speaking, how do you do that? I know, like this mask that he's wearing. It doesn't have any eye holes or anything, which just like wearing a superhero mask in general is terrible for fighting. Um, any anyone who's ever played Batman will let you know that. But uh, and that and that doesn't even have anything covering your eyes. Yeah. Um, but this is I mean, Spider Man can get away it's, from it's it. A it's a blindfold. It's a fucking blindfold. Is exactly what it is. And the guy doing it, I I've noticed like in the scene that you showed me just now, um, the old boy scene. There's a lot of tricky lighting. Um, his head will go into the shadows for a second, um, and then they'll do the choreography like that. But it, it, you're probably a lot closer to being right in that he could probably see through it. Yeah, I was seeing like through material. It's even still, that's it's it. It would be hard. Yeah, it's Under Armour esque fabric, or if you pull it really close across your face, you can still see through it. Uh, it's not something I'd want to choreograph a fight in. But, you know, you work with what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a plot point where he does get his legitimate red costume, which... Spoilers. It's not a spoiler. They posted the pictures on Twitter. It was one of the promos. Like, uh, one of the promos. It was basically like a GIF promo uh, across Twitter where it shows Matt Murdock and his lawyery, and then it, like fades into him being in the black mask costume and then fades into him being Daredevil. Um, and then, you know, the promo Daredevil comes up. Uh, it's a legitimate pop plot point for him getting that costume. Because uh, even one of the characters asks him early on, like, where'd you get the costume? I thought you all, like, hand-stitched this kind of shit. And he was like, I could never stitch. I mean, he's fucking blind. You expect him to stitch a costume? That's kind of funny. But, uh, but he was like, I got it off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's basically amounts to... Fairly odd parents did. 
Yeah. Let's it, get that costume. Internet. Yeah. But he, he's basically uh, wearing Under Armour and fighting people with knives and switchblades, which doesn't go over very well, especially considering he's blind. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Speaking of the blindness, though, props to whoever is in charge of the audio for that show, because it is the most well-designed audio I've ever seen. Yeah, it's funny that you should say that, because... I didn't think about it um, for most of the episode that I saw, uh, which is good. It's just like the editing. Good editing, you don't know that it's there. Yeah, um, like Star Wars. Good audio, yeah, you don't. The, the scene that they did on the um, uh, uh, overlooking the Empire State Building, like the mobsters. Yeah. Uh, the audio kept fucking up a lot. But in subtle ways where you could just tell, like, this isn't boom audio. This is, like, you could tell that the mic cut out a little bit, but they used it anyway without dubbing for some reason. Maybe they couldn't get a good dub. I don't know why that would be the case. Although that usually stands out a lot, too, if you go from, like, uh, like lab audio to yeah, uh, just, you know, in-studio dubbing. Yeah, but, like, a lot of the things that the show has, like, their interactions with things, when characters will pick up a knife from the floor, you hear, like, even even things like when someone's injected with something in a hospital. So, really, the props to the Foley guy. Props to the Foley guy. Whoever's doing that. Yeah, or, or when someone's injected with something in the hospital. Like, you ever push something through a syringe? Like, you hear this mm, really fucking annoying high pitch, like, kind of sound. Just from, like, the plastic going against the plastic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or rubber and plastic or whatever. Um, and in shows, you don't usually hear those noises because they're ugly and offensive to the ears. Yeah. And you don't really register that they're gone. But when you actually hear them on a show or a production like that, you register that they're there. And it mm-hmm. adds You'd be surprised. Kind of a... It doesn't even have to be, like, the actual sound. Yeah. I mean, as long as there's something there... That, yeah. You know, so you can make the connection. You didn't notice, but you're burning, babe. Yeah, and it's uh, it's like I did that with our fucking thing that we shot. I put a bunch of monkey sounds in. He did. He did. Mikey Chang. He did. Um, but it's no, great. it's 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 fantastic in the way that everything feels real. I like doing that. Like that is it's it's a fun part of the editing process that you don't necessarily think of, like constructing um, uh, uh, foley. Because there are just so many ways to go about it. Like, you're not looking for regular sound effects. Like, you'll layer things on top of other things. It's, I, that's, that was a fascinating story to anybody listening to this, but that doesn't do that kind of thing, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on. If you have a weak stomach, I would maybe not recommend the show, because the show is really graphic. It's very graphic. It's very, very graphic. sensitive at all. If you thought Game of Thrones was bloody, like, I didn't think anything could get more bloody than... Spoiler alert, Oberyn's head exploding. Uh, God damn it. Now we're going on the next season. that episode. Uh, yeah, you are mistaken. Cause they, they have some pretty intense violence in this show. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, like, it's the Oberyn thing wasn't all that gory. It's, it's uh, almost akin to, like, the... Uma Thurman and Pulp Fiction moment. Where I mean, it's the thing like, that sticks out in my so mind... It's so wincy, because, like... Yeah, you do see his eyes blow up, but that that's completely inaccurate. I think the thing that stuck out in my mind was punched blood. in the face and all his teeth came out, and he yeah. was choking on it. And that's another thing, but it's like, you've seen worse gore in Game of Thrones. It's just that there's something about teeth, there's something about eyes, and there's something about eyes getting stabbed that just kind of sucks. Yeah. 
but but you don't have well you I guess you have blood in like the blood vessels but if your eyes they uh, every major time there's a death on Game of Thrones you'll get this major backlash of like actual medical people um, talking <laughs> about why it wouldn't look like that um, and one of them was yeah your eyes aren't gonna gush blood if you like if I were to rip your eyes out right now and squish them it would look a lot more like it did in Kill Bill when um when uh, uh master ripped out her eye yeah well when after even after that when um the bride rips out her other eye and, and steps, steps on, on it, it yeah uh spoilers kill bill by the way god damn it i was just <laughs> getting to that <laughs> spoilers volumes one and two i guess no those are all in that was all in two, all in two. it was all in two but um but no it's fantastic the guy who plays the kingpin in the series just made two rapid fire references to Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino movies, and they were completely unrelated. The guy who plays the Kingpin <laughs> in uh, the Daredevil series um, was very familiar to me, and it didn't register until I had to look up him up on IMDb. It's the guy who played Gomer Pyle on Full Metal Jacket. That's what you were saying. I was like, God, his, wow. His performance is remarkable in this show, and it's, I don't know, it's kind of borderline, like, you see when the kingpin like rages is this, out. Is this it? This is the thing. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. It's just that picture. It, yeah, it is that just that picture because when you look at it in the show and it's the lighting is the way it's lit. Yeah, it looks fake. Yeah. It actually, like, without the head portion, it looks like a Deadpool suit. Like the. Yeah. Well, it is a combination of red and black, mm-hmm. uh, and they make it a point of saying, "Okay, listen, the black parts uh, that will stop a knife. The red parts." Not so much. <laughs> Maybe it'll stop a cat. Yeah. Um, you know bat- that was a uh, that was a Batman and Robin reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I like about those two costumes in particular? Which this is like the first the Daredevil Deadpool's? and Deadpool. Um, oh. Black and red's a nice color scheme together. It is, but I like the way that they they make it look like the like the Deadpool costume in particular just looks like it came right out of the comic book yeah um they don't do like the weird like, Nolanizing not even Nolanizing but they, they do it in like every superhero movie they've been doing it since 2001 Spider-Man it's like every superhero costume is made out of basketballs <laughs> for no reason like why would it be basketballs is there something about this basketball fabric that you know is is cut resistant or bullet resistant but why is it that every fucking superhero has it well yeah you ever hear about someone shooting a basketball no exactly a good point <laughs> you do make good points mikey chan <laughs> but, but yeah no there's there's a there's a whole big arc in the end where after getting like fucked up every episode uh from what basically amounts to fight clubbing every night um he's like all right listen i need to wear armor or something because someone, when when he's like stabbed and bleeding and cut to shit, someone's like, "You ever think about wearing armor?" And he's like, "Uh huh." <laughs> what is? When do they call him Daredevil? Uh, in the last they? thirty seconds. They didn't know that he's not the devil. He's the man in the black mask. Okay. For a majority of the show. That makes sense. Because he's the man in the black mask. Be very appropriate for that look. And then at one point, he's caught on video beating the shit out of NYPD officers, which is contextual at the moment. Uh, so they call him the, the devil of Hell's Kitchen. Um, oh. Also, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, at the very end of the show, 
a character's like, so what do I call you? And he does a Batman thing where he's not already gone, but he's you like, see him and he's... Hopefully, he's <laughs> you'll never have to. He's like, wait, fuck, wrong line. Yeah. And you'll never... Oh, shit. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, wait, what do I call you? And you'll never... <laughs> Use the bat say Oh fuck! <laughs> but he he does he he and well he does a thing where a character like turns or he, he reverts his attention like so what do I call and he turns around and you see him and he's climbing up the side of the building which I thought was hilarious because he doesn't do the automatic disappear and the next the next shot is someone holding up the paper uh-huh. and it says um, Daredevil. Okay. And uh, it it doesn't show a picture like one shitty like I really hate it in television shows and movies where they use footage like actual footage that you see and then insert it into like a news feed or a mm-hmm. photograph or something just so they have to get around filming that same sequence in a way that looks like it was a security camera yeah. it, it it really always pissed me off in fucking batman and robin specifically when it has that one clip of arnold schwarzenegger falling into that vat of coolant stuff yeah why, was, why were they shooting that yeah why, like, <laughs> the camera literally dollies and pans as he's falling and you're like Wait, what? It's the same thing, like they in 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 Batman Forever, where they're the, like the Two Face acid scene, which I think actually might have been cut out, but it's definitely a very famous deleted scene where Bruce Wayne's like going back. Oh no, no, it's in the movie. It's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the way that the news footage, they like literally. It's are a close filming, up. It's yeah, a close up. Yeah. And they're filming um fucking Basuko's hand <laughs> as he's throwing the acid, then cuts immediately to his face as he's covering it. I'm like, that was so cinematic for somebody that just happened to be in the courtroom filming this. Yeah, and um, yeah, and and so in the show, like when it shows like him on the newspaper, it's a very famous illustration of Daredevil, and it's one of the only things that I saw and was like, hey, that's a I know where that that looks like yeah. and it's that illustration where it's mostly black and you just see that kind of red outline of shoulder and stuff right right yeah uh, and it's really good um anyways Kingpin the only frame of reference I have for Kingpin other than the Daredevil film that came out with Ben Affleck uh was Kingpin in the Spider-Man series the old one where he's a really big guy and he talks like this and kind of sounds like Orson Welles and he's very you know he's a kingpin yeah that's uh, kind of how I picture him yeah uh, the actor who portrays the king the kingpin doesn't do that verbatim there are certain times where you where you hear the way he enunciates his R's or certain letters and you hear it and you're like that's I remember that from the cartoon um, right. but it's pretty much his own performance and it's really fantastic Really fan stick. Yeah, really fan stick. Uh, it's it's really subtle in the sense where you can tell he can snap at any moments, and the times when he does snap, mm-hmm. holy shit! Yeah, like I tell you, I'm not too big on the Kingpin character, so I'm glad that they're doing something with him. Yeah, it's like he's and it explains his lame. backstory in flashbacks. Stanley just doesn't know how to write a decent villain. Yeah, and he's it, very good at coming up with heroes. Marvel. <laughs> But they never have charismatic villains. No, what are you talking about? Galactus, the giant cloud, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fanforstic. Um, giant but diarrhea cloud. Giant diarrhea cloud. He was also in Green Lantern. Yeah, he was. Uh, but uh, you get to see the backstory of the Kingpin. That was done remarkably well. Flashbacks in the show in general are done remarkably well. Um, you get to see points where Matt is... Well, young Matt Murdock is talking with his father... 
and it's really well done and emotional and not in the same way that Spider-Man is where it constantly rips at your heartstrings. Well, the Sam Raimi one because it's so campy and well done in that Sam Raimi way. That, a very golden age yeah, and, comic book yeah, aesthetic. And, yeah. Um, this one, is, it's done at every, every performance, every line of dialogue. It feels so real. And the interaction between the son and the father feels so genuine that you care. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's done remarkably well. Or if you don't have a soul. Oh, I mean, I didn't, and I still... The episodes kind of brought me to tears at point. Oh. Which, which is... It's weird because it has such a strong emotional tie to the very beginning of the series when it shows Matt with his father. And then later in the series when it doesn't show that, it kind of loses that emotion. Which isn't necessarily a negative to the show because they had to do that to progress the story. Um, but I, I did... Looking back, I kind of noticed that now. Yeah. But, um... No, the Kingpin is very fantastic. His performance is subtle. You ever imagine in certain aspects, like, if I had to fight this man, like, what would I do? Like, I think it all the time. Like, fictionally? Yeah. Like, when Oberyn had to go up against a mountain... I was looking at that fight and going, I wouldn't want to do this. I wouldn't want to be here. Don't be such a cocky bastard. That's what I hate about watching Game of Thrones is because I know what happens. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to (laughs) suck. But, uh... Uh, It was like the Red Wedding. I, like, wouldn't talk to my friends before going into it. They're just like, okay, it's going to be a good episode, right? It's because it's episode nine. It's always the big G-Wiz episode of the season. And, um... Unless you're season three. I'm just like, that's because Clash of Kings didn't go anywhere. Um, it was just like, oh, no, the entire time. And but just like something really bad is going to happen. I'm like, you don't even know. <laughs> you're not ready. This is call out of work tomorrow. Just in advance. <laughs> Tell them you're not coming in now. You're going to need a day or two. <laughs> but, uh, oh God. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, um. So what would you do with a kingpin? I, I would say this. I would rather go up against the mountain before I would go up against a kingpin. Mountain just lift fourteen hundred pounds I, of tree. We just I know watched we it. Saw that. But what the kingpin do? Shot himself in that one movie. You'll you'll see. You'll see what happens. But um, but no, it's it's remarkably well done. If you haven't yet, I highly recommend the show. If you have a weak stomach. Close your eyes at certain points because it does get intensely graphic. Shut your dick, homie. Yeah, but um, I really look forward to the universe that this establishes, um, and hopefully we'll get to see Daredevil in Marvel cinematic properties such as the films. Maybe, possibly. Maybe. I mean, I don't necessarily probably kn- not. Yeah, I don't necessarily know what it'd work into at They'll this point. They'll reference them. You'll get Easter eggs. I don't think you're gonna see like a big Daredevil Avengers crossover. I, I don't know. Infinity War. My yeah. fingers are crossed now. Hopefully Infinity War. Yeah, maybe. Cause I don't know. Marvel seems to just know how to do these things, so... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the fuck he's going to do right. against super-powered people, because he's basically <laughs> a street weird. brawler. Uh-huh. And the enemies he's taken like, on so far this, are so... Mary-Kate Olsen, <laughs> wherever the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Take this guy who runs really... Oh, you broke my spine. Oh, wait, that is <laughs> You so uppercutted me while running at 400 miles per hour and my head didn't immediately explode because I'm Captain America. <laughs> um, I look forward to where this goes. 
if by any chance at all you work on the show Daredevil and you're in New York, I would love to work on the show. If you're looking for a villain for the second, because I'm never going to get a job on yeah, Gotham at this point. Gonna, um, no. <laughs> no. And if they listen to the first part of this episode, you're never going to get a job at all because you're such a racist. That's what I'm going to do is like all of the quit. Uh, I'm just going to say, I'm Michael and this is my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll buy that. Hopefully they won't buy that. I don't know. But it's um, a really good Mikey Chen impression. <laughs> But um, if, if, you, if you're looking for a villain for the second series, I would gladly like to audition to play Parker Robbins because he was my entrance into the Marvel Universe. And uh, that would be like the Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool dream come true, which, speaking of Deadpool, photos have been coming in from the internet left and fucking right. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of them? Oh, I haven't seen any of them. This I don't really go on that internet. I don't think there's a lot of good stuff on that internet. I think it could be bad. The um, I am I imagine what the production crew because with most with most film shoots, uh, studios will like fucking tear cameras out of people's hands, and they'll be like, no, you're gonna delete this phone. It's basically what happens to, uh, what happens with people with camera phones at strip clubs. As I hear, mm-hmm. um, but with Daredevil, there are a lot of like people are like ten feet away and taking photos of these costumes apparently, um, and the studio just doesn't give a fuck. So we've been getting pictures literally every day hey who was that lady that you were totally trying to sleep with on twitter i assume who i know you posted something on twitter that it was like this it sounded su- like such a blowing smoke up this person's ass kind of post i was like is, is, he, is he is he trying to sleep with this movie star what i don't think it's gonna work i don't know go on i literally have no idea what you're talking about i'll find it Hold on. okay but um no, people have been posting photos of Deadpool, like, literally every day uh, since the movie's been in production. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess maybe this is their apology to the people of Toronto for shutting down one of their major highways. Um, but, yeah, the photos are coming in. Everything looks more and more gorgeous than it did. Because, I don't know if it was just me, but the photo that they released officially where he was lying on the bear... Mm-hmm. And it was all sexual and seductive, and everyone wanted to bang him because he's Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. Uh, it looks really cartoony, and it still looks a little cartoony simply because of the way the costume looks. But Although I, they CGI the eyes, and gonna have like articulated eyes because it's gonna be. I hope so, dear God, I hope so. Um, but it, it it looks fantastic, and it's like the nerd wet dream. Oh yeah, they probably are because I'm looking at the I'm looking at the photo now, and it has those uh. You know those dots, like the motion capture dots on the eyes? Yeah. Which yeah, I hope doesn't bug be, me. It's um, it's going to look 100 times better than Green Lantern did regardless. Well, it's uh, like Daredevil. Like, not Daredevil. Um, Deadpool, it's one of those things like... God damn it, this costume is so fucking beautiful. The reason that they alter like superhero masks ever so slightly, the reason they never actually give Batman white eyes is because you need a little bit of articulation. Or else yeah. it just looks like you're talking to a statue. That was like a big part of the problem with Spider-Man, and that's why they were always taking his mask off. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Or, you know, blowing half his face off and well. tearing off his fabric. Which always bugged me. Like, how much do you think that fucking Spider-Man suit cost? I don't know Toby Maguire one? We were talking about that with the Daredevil suit. Like, I'm glad that they at least put it in there where it was kind of like, yeah, we know it's probably bullshit. And, like, we're just going to say got it on the internet. But at least they did something. At least they were commenting and on I it. Mean, and, I mean, every episode... But he... it always bothered me more than anything, especially in Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man. 
And every episode that, like, you see his costume get ripped up and he's instantly in a new one mm-hmm. is because for his top, he's basically wearing black Under Armour. And that's not fucking hard to come by. Yeah. Um, but and it's for like... his new costume in the end, they make it a very point, like, the Kingpin suit mm-hmm. is laced with some kind of Kevlar fabric that you cannot break with a knife. Um, which is awesome because eventually it's a big plot point where when he gets his new suit, it's specially made out of this fabric that is... It's supposed to, like, deflect knives and stuff like that. So, hypothetically speaking, it should not break for a while. Mm-hmm. And even if it does, they have a point to make it where they can possibly fix it in a sense where, oh, well, he got another one. That's awesome. Right now, I'm scrolling through Google Images and I'm saving all these pictures of Deadpool because it's fantastic. Oh, um, I was here. It's hashtag Marvel's most dangerous asset isn't Ultron or Thanos. It's Ming-Na, because you don't mess with the cavalry, hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah, that was when I was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah, I was like, are you trying to sleep with this fictional character? <laughs> I'm not. It was it was because they had shown a clip uh, of the next episode, and I was so utterly shocked, because Ming-Na went... I don't know if you know her familiar with... She's the actress who played Mulan. Okay, she was, okay her name is Ming-Na, so she's not fictional. No, no, no. no. I thought maybe that was her That's the. Character. No, that's the actress. She plays the Calvary on oh, Agents. So you were just totally trying to bang this actress who's like ten years older than you, probably more than that. <sighs> no, she. But I, I was just making a point Ming-Na, saying how if awesome you're listening, she is. Please oh write in and tell us your age. That we, we... I'm sure you can IMDb that. Yeah, I'm sure I can too. Agents of Shield is fantastic. I know she was Mulan. She was Mulan. Yeah. Nice. Um, which they're actually making a live-action adaptation of. Disney is going on a fucking binge, and they're making live-action adaptations of everything. We're getting Beauty of the Beast. We just got Cinderella. We're also getting Mulan. Which... Hey, man, we already had a live-action Beauty of the Beast with Ron Perlman in the 1980s, and it was awesome. Was Ron Perlman the beauty? I mean, I always took it that way, but no, <laughs> technically he played the Beast. Oh, fuck. Um, Come here, Charger. And there was another one recently that I heard of that I can't remember for the life of me, but I remember hearing it and going, that's fucking stupid. Uh, Out of all of these, a Mulan movie, I am totally hyped to see. Can they make it better than Mulan? We will see. Uh, It's really just because you're both Asian. Yeah, pretty much. It's like telling telling your life story because, yeah, you were like a little girl who wanted to be a boy or vice versa. So I cut my hair. Uh Uh-huh. And I got a sword. Mm Mm-hmm. And you did a And I defeated the Huns. you're like... I will go the distance and defeat the Huns. Wait, wait, wait. Does ordering Mongolian beef count yes, as defeating? Yes, okay. Does. Then I totally defeated the Huns. I, I ordered Chinese from a place called Great Wall, so I assume it's just making connection. Right. But, Daredevil, watch it, love it, it's awesome. I hope I get to see more of it. I am very sad that certain comic book adaptation shows are getting 20-plus episode runs Well. Fantastic ones like Constantine and Daredevil only have a 13 episode season so far. Hey man, and the amount of episodes that matters, how you use them. Now, Constantine probably could have used a few more because they just kind of. They found the tone. They found the direction. Well, they found the tone and they found the direction, but like, they also, didn't they not order more episodes? Like, it could have gone further. With this, it's like. They made the amount of episodes that they wanted to make. Well, Netflix greenlit 60 hours of footage. Really? And we have 13 so far. Okay. So we will be getting more. 
Mm-hmm. And I think once they see how well it's performed thus far, because all the reviews that I've seen are fucking brilliant. I've heard some people compare it to like Martin Scorsese work, and that's a compliment usually. I mean, I'm usually hit or miss Sometimes. with Scorsese work, uh, but for the most part, like he's an ways. Academy Award winning director, and when you compare it to that, it should be great. Granted, um, all of his <laughs> all of his best movies did not win Academy Awards. Yeah. But you know what's actually really funny about when I was binge watching Daredevil? It might have just been the sleep deprivation or how hungry I was or just getting delirious. Um, <laughs> there were certain times when I was watching the show and I'm like, damn, that siren sounds really real. Oh, wait. No, that is a real siren. Yeah, that one, I live in Midtown Manhattan. That one, I live and in, gentlemen. I live in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I was going to say, the one that you just heard, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to fucking Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, welcome to Hell's Kitchen. The most crime-infested place in New York City. You could make a drinking game out of this podcast, like listening fun. to all of the sirens and shit that just go on in the background. Yeah, it's really it's it's kind of breathtaking. It's remarkable, yeah, it really is. But um, I think that there's certain little things that threw me off in the show, like when they'd say that their location was at 51st and 10th, and I and I kind of think like, what's at that? Okay, I know what that location. Okay, that doesn't really look like it. Uh, yeah. But that's that's okay. I'll forgive that. Um, what is on fifty first and tenth? Fifty first and tenth. Never on tenth. Uh, that is up by where the Intrepid is. It's actually a lot of residential homes. I know there's a because it's like right around where there's a, there's a couple warehouses over there that have like nightclubs in them, and there's a lot of hotels there. Yeah, it's like the far west side is kind of boring looking yeah but um but there's there's a couple times where a lot of it they they do talk about and i'm like okay i know where that is or okay i see where that is yeah but they, there's there's like a couple they, times where it just feels weird there was that joke in the first episode where they were in the um construction area and he's like okay this is freezing next time we're gonna just go to per se yeah and I'm like, hey, it's yeah a, it's a rich new york person restaurant yeah but um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's lovely. It, it's and it didn't throw me off. Like when I was watching the first Amazing Spider-Man, there was something weird. Like when he was taking the train to go home, he was taking some weird train. And what? In the first Amazing Spider-Man film. So like, he's, on, he, he's on the um, it's a Queen's line. It's the E train. No, it was weird though. He was because he was going somewhere, and that train clearly didn't go there. But you wouldn't. Well, because they know show that like the uh, above ground like the no above, no no the, no the no when he first is, when he first discovers his powers oh oh uh, yeah i don't know but but yeah and that always that kind of threw me off banana republic if you're still listening and still care which you probably don't uh i had to do for i'm taking an advertising class now for college um you're in college i am those of you are not aware fuck? i am in college you know it's for suckers right i do i do well at least i didn't go to new york film academy and <laughs> spend all my money and Man. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, no, you. T- <laughs> I would on. actually do go on. I would actually like to go to New York Film Academy for a vocational thing, something, something like what? They have. I think there's a three month program at Toy Studios in Japan, okay, which that's, would that's be not awesome. A, that's not a vocational thing. That's a really rich kid vacation. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no, there's no such thing as a three month vocational program that actually works and sends you to Japan to make toys. No, to- no, Toy Studio. Guys who made Godzilla and Super Sentai and Kamen Rider. Toy? To- Toho? Yeah. T-O-E-I. Toy Studios. Toei. I thought it was... Yeah, no, you're right. There's Toei. there's two different studios. There's Toy and there's Toho. Okay, because, yeah, yeah it was, I thought it was Toho um, with Godzilla anyway. 
Uh, no, it's Toy Studios, I believe. Toy I believe. Because with the old Godzilla films, it has that old triangle thing over the waves that come up. I believe. Anyways, but yeah. Um, and so uh, there's an advertising class, and the teacher gave us five things. They told us to choose five things. Uh, choose a mode of transportation, a personal care item, a public figure, a sports team, and a personal care... Wait, did I say personal care item? Personal care item. And a personal care item. Yeah. Uh, we got through the first set and she was like, alright, this isn't going to work because there's too many people in this class to have all these uh, kind of stupid stuff. So, they Dude, made us combine... They made us combine our remaining two. And it was really weird because the ones that I had left were sports team, personal care item, oh, clothing line was one of them, and public figure. So I did a public figure and a clothing item, which was uh, John Stewart from The Daily Show and Banana Republic. And I had to advertise and market that. And that's why there is a logo because I made a PowerPoint presentation and Banana Republic was the brand. Uh, I like to imagine that at least one person in the world was hanging on for that explanation <laughs> in the last like 45 minutes, like when we brought it up, and you're like, no. It's just a thing. Like, I hope they're going to. I hope they say, why does he have the Banana Republic? But, but for the last project I have to do, I have to find out to incorporate some way to have the sports team from Semi Pro, the, uh, the Flint Tropics. With Crest Pro Health. It will be an interesting day. Wait, what do you have to do? I have to come up with a marketing and advertising campaign. For the Flint Tropics? For the Flint Tropics and Toothpaste. A conjoined advertising. That sounds like the best fucking assignment ever. I know. And I'm going to throw everything at the wall and hope it sticks. So we'll see. (laughs) But the teacher was like, oh yeah, so pick a sports team. And everyone's like, I'm going to pick the Knicks. Because they suck, or I'm going to pick the Nets, because they suck, or I'm going to pick the Red Wings, because they hate the Knicks. <laughs> and, and I was I like, even, I'm going I'm to pick the Flint Tropics. And everyone was like, who is that? Well, you ever see that Will Ferrell movie, Semi-Pro? And they're like, yeah, well, that's the only sports team I know. It's such a good movie. Like, <laughs> And I didn't even say that facetiously. I love that movie to death. Did you just use the word facetious? Yeah. Um... It's it's my favorite Will Ferrell movie. It's just so fucked up. Uh, I'm looking at this. I actually got to see The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I think it was a month before it was released theatrically. Yeah, with what's his name from the from the post. post. Yeah. Uh, here we go. The film's geography is consistently amusing. As a native New Yorker, the biggest laughs I got were from Peter Parker riding the Q train out to his home in Forest Hills. The fire escape that runs up to Gwen's 20th floor apartment and the police oh. racing up 6th Avenue to a building that's already been identified in a sign as being on 6th. Uh, New, York, New York Post, Lou Luminick, everyone. He's a fantastic film critic. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, you know, there's another thing about Daredevil that just kind of, it kind of bothers me because they're constantly saying, well, there's a news reporter following up on the Daredevil and all the conspiracies that are going on behind the scenes. And I just kept thinking, like, People still read newspapers, so I don't know. I mean, unless you're, you know, New you York know I found? AM um, uh, or AM Metro. Sometime over winter break, for some reason, I wanted to go buy a copy of the Times, and I was looking around, and I'm like, I can't find it 
anywhere. And that is a problem because the New York Times building is literally right there. Like, I'm pointing to it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and they I walk into the lobby am. and like, can I buy a copy? Yeah, no, like they didn't have any. I actually didn't even think to look. Oh, you mean the lobby of the Times building? No, I didn't do that. Maybe I should have. But I was like, I went to Dwayne Reed. They're like, yeah, we don't carry the Times. I'm like, well, I go to the 7-Eleven. They're like, yeah, we don't have the Times. And I'm like, where, where else in the world would you be more guaranteed to have? Like, I feel like they should open the doors and they should pour out into the streets like tumbleweeds. <laughs> and that's how newspapers work. Well, I mean, that, that, that is how it works, but you usually but find just, the Wall Street Journal. It seems so surreal that, like, I could literally look outside and see the building where they make it. And I could not for the life of me fucking find a copy of the New York fucking Times in New York fucking city. Fucking. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, I mean, technically, I think uh, the AM Metro, what the fuck's it called? Oh, the subway. Yeah, thing? the subway one. Yeah. They claim themselves to be the widest distributed newspaper in New York City, uh, which I'll, I'll grab it every once in a while. And that's because they give the copies away for free to people riding the subway, which if you ride the subway, you're pretty much everyone in Manhattan. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, New York Times. New York Times is a great publication, and I do respect them. It's just I don't read the newspaper anymore. Well, it's like I read the Times online a lot. I check the Times Twitter account, <laughs> honestly. I follow specific writers from the New York Times on Twitter, and that's how I get my information. I follow. Okay, well, it's a little bit better than just checking their Twitter account. I follow Times, Al Jazeera, and BBC. I said that you were following Al Jazeera. What are you, some kind of a terrorist? No, it's a, I asked my mom, it's a legitimate news source. When I, okay, well, that's, I, I, I could been, follow Fox News, but that'd just be for giggles. Yeah. Um, uh, when I moved here, um, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if we've brought that up before. No, you live here? No. Well, Go no, away. I moved to this building. Um, we're in the same building right now as Al Jazeera America. Which Are is we? strange. Yeah. Really? Um, Right uh, next to the Manhattan Center is their main thing, and then they also have the television studios. Um, what is it, Ten Eleven? The two? Huh. Yeah. But well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the headquarters of uh, Al Jazeera America, and I asked my mom. I was like, I, I didn't really. I was like, Did you know that Al Jazeera was here? And she was like, What? No, I didn't. I'm like, Wait a minute. Do you know what that is? And she's like, Terrorism. <laughs> It sounds foreign. It's a terrorist. Not even just foreign. It sounds terroristical. <laughs> it's got an Al in it. We're going. We're going to. We're going to McConaughey's after work. Oh my God! No. I- oh. Oh God. Um. You know. You know. One of the one of the characters in Daredevil. One of the crime family is Nobu. Uh, and he's part of the Yakuza. Um, like the fish? Yeah, exactly. In in the, in the series Daredevil. And uh, every time they mentioned his name, I was, I was fucking waiting for someone to make a Nobu reference. Because if you're in New York City, you know Nobu's a very <laughs> popular sushi restaurant. It's like the sushi, sushi restaurant? Go. Yeah. If you could afford that kind of thing, which I can't. Yeah, and it... Like, I mean, if I've been there before, I mean, it's, 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 it's really good. Um... Yeah, but, but I was I was waiting for someone to make that reference, and well, they have no like, one did. Yeah, eh, that's kind of funny um, that they didn't. I and they, I don't think they technically called him the kingpin in the series either. 
No, they they made a lot of like subtle references. Like they'd have the big chart in the wall, and he would be like, it's "Just a stupid name." Like, yeah. Why would you call yourself that? It's yeah. like if you were like a, a a drug cartel member and you called yourself the drug cartel leader. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, they they were. There's subtle references where they refer to him as like the king or a king sure. of just the industry, um, but he constantly like he's referred to himself as Wilson Fisk, and for the at least for the very beginning, yes, he of, would. as at least for the very beginning of the series, uh, they constantly refer to him as don't mention his name. Yeah, they just call himself his employer or my employer. Um, so yeah, basically Voldemort, really. This is <laughs> Mr. Dulmacher. Yeah, Mr. Dulmacher. Oh my god fucking oh my god ah okay <laughs> 26 episodes baby mother f- <laughs> you know I, you know same friend who I went to Thanksgiving dinner with uh, him and his brother really really love Gotham like it's their favorite show on TV really? and they made the mistake at one point in the night so his brother uh, asked me so Wait, Thanksgiving dinner of Oh, sorry, year? not Thanksgiving. Easter. Say, Easter dinner. I was with you on Thanksgiving. Easter dinner. Um, and then your balls broke. <laughs> like, Hardcore. Yeah, pretty much. It was that same week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, I think, the night after, two days after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, listen to that podcast if you haven't. It's hilarious. Physical injury is wonderful. Um, but he, he, he made the mistake of asking me, So, Michael, why don't you like Gotham? And I just went, okay. And then your balls broke. And I I talked for legit 35 uninterrupted minutes. And they just sat there looking at me. And when I stopped, I was like, and that's it. Now, please, tell me I'm wrong. And they were both, oh, I mean... You're really not. I, I don't like Gotham anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. it was, it was, it was funny. But, um, but yeah, and I actually I put a tweet out. I think after the first or second episode, uh, saying finally there is a good, dark, gritty drama that uh, encapsulates corruption, conspiracy, and crime, filmed in New York City. Hashtag Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> But um, well, but yeah. yeah, it's it's it, it pretty much demonstrates exactly the t- kind of tone that I wish Gotham had. Yeah. Granted, it's the kind of tone that Gotham couldn't have. Because no it's, it's on not, it's cable on Fox. TV. Yeah. It's, you couldn't do that. But at least Gotham could be Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but. It's like, but just seeing this and how well it works on this show, it does kind of really bum me out because I'm like, it would be so cool to have this set in Gotham City. And it if would. You were going it to, would. It'd be spectacular. And yeah. that's what we're not getting. And like, it, it would be the perfect medium for you to do a Batman show that's not about Batman. Like, just show the rest of Gotham and have that be the driving focus i don't think we need a batman show that looks like this that's about batman but if we were going to do gotham well, we already Central, have a batman we show it's gonna, called arrow yeah well if we were going to do it's also called arrow and the flash um we if we're going to do like a gotham central type show 
God, I so wish I... It would look like this. Like, you would want it to look like this. You would want, like, hardcore, like, sadistic fucking villains that show you exactly why Gotham needs Batman. Um, You would have people like uh, Victor Zaz or somebody that's just, like, a regular-ass serial killer. Or even... Like, doing horrible things. Like, I've mentioned this before. Like, you can have... I've mentioned this many times before, actually. You can have an episode that plays off the fear and paranoia of just random chaos, like the Washington shootings. Like, the Washington shootings back, what, 15 years at this point? No. How long ago was that? Maybe. Wasn't that early 2000s? Eight or nine years. Eight or nine years? Really? That's it? Um, The Washington shootings. I saw a film uh, called Blue Caprice recently that was basically a documentary mockumentary uh really well done uh about that and uh imagine that that just primal fear Mm -hmm. of that randomness of a serial shooter a serial sniper shooter that would kill people for no apparent reason i was Mm -hmm. so deadly accurate uh and and meanwhile you have yeah and you have gotham uh gotham central running around trying to figure out who this person is and it's a dead shot episode Mm -hmm. or you have um if anyone watches sherlock Someone who kidnaps people. There was an episode of Sherlock where someone would kidnap people, strap bombs to them, have them in a public area, like in plain view. One girl was just in her car mm-hmm. in a parking lot at a supermarket, uh, in their car, reading off texts sent to them to the police. Yeah. Um, and have it be an episode about the Riddler, you know? Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you would be able to see... Because, and you could even still, it wouldn't have to be a prequel like Gotham. You no. could have Batman there. Or you could... You would see his shadow cast amongst the goings-on. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want to use him heavily, but at the same time, it's like Gotham City's big. If all you got is Batman and Robin, then the cops are going to have to be there, too. Yep. Um, and let's see things from their perspective. The people that are not nearly as well-equipped as Batman. The people who do not understand these characters like Batman. And you're seeing it from, like, a layman's point of view, almost. Um, and it gives you this horrifying perspective on, on who these villains are and what they do and what their presence actually means to people. Or what the consequences of them are. Because the thing in superhero movies, it's like, yeah, you could have the Chitauri attack New York, but you never see that. You never understand what that would be like yep. for a New Yorker next week after that happened. Like, you never see anything from... And even just in comic books in general. Hashtag Case 47. You never get that perspective. Um, I don't know what that means. It was a Marvel short film that dealt with uh, two people that found one of the Chitauri weapons living in New York City after Mm -hmm. the events of the Avengers. Yeah. But even, like, like I want to see what would would it be like to be an NYPD cop on that day. Um, Well, apparently from Daredevil... like, fucking Captain America bark orders at you and being like, okay, I guess (laughs) this is what we're doing now. Well, apparently from Daredevil, um, half of the New York Police Department is paid off by the Kingpin. Uh, hashtag real life. <laughs> hashtag hands up, don't shoot. Uh, <laughs> this isn't funny. We're not laughing at this. I swear to God. No, NYPD. We swear to God. Uh, <laughs> Our hands are up. Anyways, uh, and you know one of the one of the other small details is watching Hawaii Five O and living in Hawaii for that amount of time. Uh, you know that in that show they 
don't use actual HPD cars. They have their own special HPD car for the set of the show. Oh, yeah. Whereas in Daredevil, they use actual NYPD uniforms, they use actual NYPD cars, because there's something very visceral when you see that actual car living in New York, and you see that, you know, living courtesy, professionalism, respect. Like, that's what I picture cop cars to look like, and that's not what cop cars look like in Florida. So that is something that is ingrained in just the American consciousness, because of um, film and stuff. Like, the NYPD is the most recognizable police force, perhaps, in the world. Um, Next to LAPD. Yeah. I don't know what the hell the LAPD looks like, honestly. What about RIPD? <laughs> they were good, too. Um, you know? You know what I'm talking about? RIPD? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Not the Rhode Island Police Department, <laughs> but rest in police. We can rest in police department. <laughs> I, I just think of the fucking Macklemore song whenever I hear that, the thing that was in the preview because I don't know anything about that movie beyond the preview. God, you really don't. Um No, but that's our that's our weekly roundup. What's our time at? <laughs> Hour thirty six. I got a lot to cut. Jesus Christ. Cut out the racist comment, please. <sighs> Which one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um Daredevil was fantastic. Watch Daredevil, support it. Please, please, please get its viewing figures higher than Gotham. Don't torrent it. It's already on the internet. Yeah, don't. Everybody it's on fucking Netflix. Netflix. Come on, it's like what eight ninety nine a month. Yeah, thankfully, since uh, net neutrality is still a thing. Yeah. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed your our little hour hour half break away from your binge watching of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. My name is Michael Holler. My name is Selena Gomez. Blindness uh, is a superpower. Have a week. <laughs>